Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe podcast family. That is B-L-E-A-V. That is the name of the network, and that is why it's slapped in the front of the name of this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. That wasn't up to me, but, you know, if I want sponsors and I'm not a mega famous podcast already, that's just how it's going to work. A network that misspells Believe, I think so, is that's just part of it. We're very grateful to be part of the Believe Podcast Network. And enough of that, Mishigas, and on to this week's... Yeah, you're saying Mishigas? Is that because I'm on the podcast or do you no, use this Yiddish? I, I use this Yiddish. I don't know if you can. Well, I can't? Uh-huh. I can't. I think you can. I'm trying to be. I'm trying there, to get you where you can't, but you there, can. There's there's 20% of me that is kind of unidentified European, according to 23andMe. What is that? You could be unidentified on the other side. Like, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So you can just do anything? No, I'm not saying I can do anything. Okay, carry on with this racist intro. <laughs> Give it up for Robbie Hoffman, everybody. Hi. Hi, Robbie. Uh, So great to have you here. Pleasure is all mine. Absolutely. Uh, You know, had such a, I think you are an integral part of me getting through quarantine, of um, your your planet scum, call in live stream show, uh, formerly known as Dyke Vice, ended up being called Robbie Hoffman Consulting Group. Um, and you got a, uh, Showtime series in development and, uh, things are just coming up for you. How, 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 how's it been? How's that, how, all that journey been on your end going through it? Um, it's tough to even, I'm still going through it. So it's tough yeah. to even, um, I don't have answers for big questions like this. This is okay. the thing when people ask me like a big, like, how are you? I'm sure. great. How are you? Like, I like that would be my answer. It's right. great. I don't know how to really describe it. Other okay. than that, I mean, I like to be busy. So when I, you know, so I keep busy. I've been busy. It's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the online call-in show, I could have done without it, but I did it for you. I <laughs> did it you. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I um, know it was a great thing to have weekly, like kind of like holding me accountable to some type of live performing, um, even though it wasn't quite, you know, it wasn't stand up. I, I mm-hmm. literally, it was just, I would take people's Michigane calls yeah. and, and give them, I think the world's greatest advice, of course, unfounded, of course, unresearched, of course, you know, completely unhinged, but still <laughs> the best advice they could find for the price, which was nothing. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. Right. We also had some fun auctions throughout, you know, and, and we did some fun things. We had my dentist on. So we learned a lot together. Right. Um, you, you help people apply for jobs. You, yeah. I mean, yeah, you help me find uh, medical financial assistance. Yeah, I was giving medical advice. You know, we do it all. That's why I moved to Robbie Hoffman Consulting Group, because it really became a one-stop shop for, for anything from fashion to finance to Right. you know, uh, debt to, to dating to really anything. So did, it, did anybody ask foreign policy questions? I think we were 
you know what? I think we got a couple um, at the time. You know, there's so much going on. There was like Russian stuff at one right. point. Right. I think we were talking. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past us that we didn't cover some foreign policy. If the White House is listening, uh-huh. there's nothing. You know, I can dabble in many different areas. So yeah, I, I know. And I would be interested in your take on foreign policy, even if it meant you were going toe to toe with Jen Psaki in the, uh, the West White House press courtroom. If, if they gave me one day to be a press secretary or something, it would not be the best day. Mm-hmm. I just walk out there. I don't know what's flying. I'm still talking about Russia from seven months. I, I don't even know. Uh-huh. Like, you know, uh, but yeah. And then, you know, I always would stand up kind of stand up, like moved more online and I was doing Zoom shows. I'm not somebody who's like, I hate Zoom. I love Zoom. Right. Like there's two camps like, oh, how am I going to reintegrate into society after I've been on Zoom? I'm like, I don't I, I feel fine. I went out without a mat. Like I'm the only person I was in Whole Foods. Right. Because it's like that now. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was in Whole Foods, which I thought was 365, which kept me humble. And Mm -hmm. then I realized that this 365 is not 365. It's just Whole Foods now. They've abandoned the whole poor man's Whole Foods Mm -hmm. initiative that they were going to do. Fine. And I'm the only one there, no mask. Mm -hmm. I feel fine like day one, like of anything. Like like as soon as COVID happened, the quarantine, they're like, we're wearing masks. I was like, "Hmm, I'm wearing a mask now. I had no, like, you know what I mean? As soon as we weren't wearing it, okay. I'm not wearing it now. Like I, I'm not somebody who was like, how am I going to leave my house again? I'd love to leave the house. I was oh, fine yeah. doing it. I was fine when you told me to stay home. Um, uh, so, you know, I did some zoom stuff. I did my show, obviously. Um, we also had a small stint of lighting the Shabbos candles together and doing the kiddish on Friday nights. Um, very momentarily. At one point I was staying at a beastie boys house and doing that. That's a really? day. Wow. And then um, with my writing, I was writing on, on some stuff and, and, um, and so that just took priority because of the nature also of the quarantine where it's like, I had a lot more time to do that sort of stuff. Um, and so when that came together, that was just a great project to have during COVID because it was all writing based really, um, which I could do from my home. So It really worked out. Um, I had some personal projects going on. I bought and sold the van. Wow. Uh, you know, which we documented on the show as well. Uh, did found you flip a van. it or did you just? Yes. Okay. Flipped it. Flipped the van. Never learned anything. Uh, became, <laughs> the, became acquainted with Home Depot in Georgia, which right. is a lesbian felt like it was due time. I mean, uh-huh. like I hadn't really been in the store. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like you know, know what all the aisles were, you know, they have like aisles of just bolts and they're all different, right? you know, so I didn't, I'm like Jewish first, then everything else. So being gay has always like fell to the wayside. Like I didn't learn, like now I have a power tool, right? You know, I don't know like the different functions, but I can press the button. Yeah. So my roommate is more Jersey than she is gay. Yeah. It's like, you know, gay, like who's got the time? I'm not marching in any kind pride i guess came and went was this month yeah. did i do any no i i'm gay every day like i'm as proud of like proud of what like you guys march i'm not going out in the sun i don't have it in me i don't even know if there was a march um i just yeah i i, I don't know i don't know but ha- you know happy pride to those celebrating <laughs> 
such confidence instilled in this month of uh, LGBTQIA plus pride. Well, actually, it's longer than that now, right? I think it's like yeah. LGBTQQIAP2P, something like that. I plus. just never say the acronym, so nothing ever happened. Like, I never refer to any communities is, is my thing now. I just, right. I speak about me. Right. This is it. We're moving on. Um, and, and, and if there's a community event happening, enjoy your events, you know, there's, it's, it's, if it's again out in the sun and there's not bathrooms nearby, uh-huh. I don't know what to tell you. It's just not going to work for me. It's just right. not going to, I drink a ton of water. Right. I, I'm going to want lunch that is normal, you know, so mm. I don't know. So it's been good. I mean, for me, it's been like, we just like changed the way we were busy. And now we're like, we're, you know, getting back to regulars, busy stuff, but also keeping a lot of this stuff going. So I I don't know. It's been, it's been cool. Um, I mean, that sounds, uh, I mean, ideal. And, uh, and I think a lot of people would describe that as um, thriving. Nice. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I mean, like, I had no problem with, like, protocol in terms of, like, oh, we got to wear masks, we got to do this. This is, like, what we have to do. Now, um, I hate staying in exclusively so, so much. And that was right. I know that's what we needed to do. Yeah. No, exactly. The people, like, there's so many people who are like, oh, I'm normalized staying in. That's what I'm saying. I'm a social person. I don't, Mm -hmm. like... I'm like, okay, like, it's like the people who brag about loving the rain. <laughs> I love the rain. I'm like, oh, fucking weird. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, you don't like to be happy. I get it. I, then, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I like live here. Life. Yeah, there's some people, you'll find these people everywhere who love the rain. Right. If you say you love the rain and you don't live in Seattle, then I don't know what you're doing. How do people live in these places with the rain all the time? I, I, they have to i feel like they're just stuck there or something i mean i lived in canada forever and ever but i will say this it snowed but it was sunny like it would be freezing freezing cold right but the sun is out it changes my like my mood oh absolutely the fact that it's like gray in like a lot of the pacific northwest for so much of the year or like you know the uk i can't i can't do it no I can't do it, guys. You're on your own. Yeah. I'm losing these umbrellas. I don't really wear a rain jacket. I always have somewhere one somewhere, but it's not like I just I don't know. And then I have like what if the backpack and the laptop and I'm surprised that you and I are not in person for this. Like what like what is going on? Are you I'm double vaxxed. Are right. you double vaxxed or I'm did you double, God forbid get this JJ? Is, this is like a scheduling thing. Oh, okay. Um, like I'm house sitting for my parents and then. Like, I understand. So yeah, that's just me running around a bunch. And this is like, it's convenient. And like the sound is good enough. Now, just to clarify for the viewers, you are house sitting for your parents. You're not living with your parents. No, I am. Okay. Big, okay. There's a big difference guys out there. Where I see people already. Oh yeah, no, I, I take it as a point of pride that I did not move home during the pandemic. Um, yeah. No shade to people that did, um, but even my mom complete was like- Complete shade, complete shade to everybody <laughs> who fucking did, okay? Yeah. 
we're out here. They should be, they should have to stay there. And unfortunately, <laughs> probably due to the economic conditions of the world, right. a lot of them will have to stay there. And I'm only joking and, right. and my heart goes out. Yeah, it is. You, you know, we're color coordinated today. Are we? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm all gray today. I never do the podcast. I'm in my room. I figured it would be like a tighter. Normally I do it. Everything is like so open concept. Right. And my room is so cave-like, I feel like. Right. Um, it's very so I minimalist. want it to be, yes, I have nothing but a bed in my room. Wow. What's that about? Uh, well, now I have this set up here for this right. podcast. Right. Um, I brought in a chair, mm-hmm. a little desk. Um, what's that about? I like to just sleep in the room. Oh, okay. So for me, the room is for sex. It's for sleep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to overcomplicate anything. People right. have this and that. And just, I also am very lucky with some fantastic storage in my hallway, just outside the room it has right. a, a closet in there. So I keep my closet, my, my clothing right. outside as well. So I don't, I'm not encumbered by anything in the room. There's mm-hmm. really just the bed. Um, there's a little night stand that has like a book and a lamp right and then like a quasi nightstand there as well that's just really a little stool right and i have a candle you know Mm -hmm. we keep it romantic in the space if we need to and yeah just fresh linens just fucking Mm -hmm. go to sleep i sleep eight hours i'm not somebody who brags about being up all kinds in the hours into the morning Mm-hmm. I like to be in bed. Like I like to work, right? Eat dinner, go to a show, mm-hmm. bed like like eleven. Be in bed, like sleeping midnight, waking up eight thirty, something like that. Like it, it's it's. Wow. I actually have such a you know. But some people who brag about like I sleep four hours. Who can like okay? Like <laughs> I don't give a shit that you only need five hours. Like what kind of a bragging Look, point. I'm not bragging, Robbie. Oh, here I he just, goes. I acknowledge that it's not good. <laughs> so what are you doing? Four hours, five hours? Yep. You are? Yeah. I can't how's sleep that going? Pa- I can't sleep past five. You can't sleep past five. No. Like ever. You don't sleep in. No. I mean I can lay in my bed and try, but it's kind of pointless. Tag in here. I gotta cut off. This is a new hat. A lot of people think I wear the same hat. I actually have a couple hats. Well, people don't pay attention very well. Yeah. People ask I'm, me. Actually, I somebody mean, on the I've been show going knit through, me a hat. Like, this will probably be happening for the next several months of people just seeing me and, they're, and they, 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 I'm not wearing a hat. So they don't know it's me. Right. I know because you, because you dye your hair. Yeah, I dyed my hair. And it needs to be. It looks you know. really fucking cool. Thank you. I like that. That's a good look. I've never dyed my hair. I wonder, should I? Like, what would I do? But I can't. I don't know. I just can't fuck. I with mean, it. I would think on like what color you really wanted, and like maybe visualizing it. Mm, it's all about manifesting. Visualize right. the hair color. What's it gonna? We're gonna are we gonna do pink? Maybe. You are know. Are we gonna I, do? There, there's a picture of you where you had your hair all slipped back and you were wearing a suit. I remember seeing this. I look amazing in a suit. You look it amazing. Is what it is. If your hair, hair was like amazing. like some sort of like a metallic blue and that like with that look. Yeah, I can't fuck with the unnatural colors. 
right. for me. I understand people doing it. You just um, said pink though. You know, I know I wouldn't do it though. It's okay. like, what am I going to do? Like, this is my hair color. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. That said, if I go gray or something like this, right. I'll try and get back to this color. There's also people, okay, you're going gray. Your whole, you know, there's so many like, uh, you know, friends of mine that I have, it's like, or if they get to an age where they're, or sometimes they're getting gray early and their whole personality becomes having the gray hair. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> like I, yeah, you're embracing it. It's like very empowering. I'm like, fine. But I also don't mind, you know, I might feel different if I do get gray hair and I've had this hair my whole life. Right. It's a strange, it's like, is it me? Who is it? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not comfortable dyeing my hair. I never have. Right. So it would be interesting to see when the natural dye kicks in, how I'm going to feel. Yeah, it will be. I mean, that it will be objectively less painful. Yeah. Especially yeah. you have darker hair, right? I have like, so I have really reddish. What people don't know about right. me is I actually was like, I was like a, I didn't brush my hair to, like under the hat as well, but um, I have a lot of redness in my hair. I was a redhead as a, as a child, oh, wow. a very bright redhead. And then it darkened over time. I also wear it back. But if you see it down ever, mm-hmm. you will see that it's red. Right. So I'm not like, a, like my girl is like a real redhead, like ginger. Okay. I'm not saying I'm, you know, her whole family's from Ireland, literally like, right. like they have the two little girls who are redheaded. It's like the dad is redheaded. It's like, I get it. Nobody is coming nobody's coming for the red hair you can have it i have a reddish tone to me Mm -hmm. it's in the red family i didn't ask for this it just is what it is right well then bleaching your hair to dye it if you want to do a radical change might not be as bad like i mean i have some red in my hair too but it's my hair is natural hair is much much darker yeah 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 you won't go to the uh you know downstairs regions with the with the redhead i know that's a topic as well but <laughs> i mean you know what I'm is much the lighter downstairs i will uh-huh. give that to people if they needed to know it i am much lighter <laughs> much closer to the irish people uh-huh. than than i think most would know okay okay let's see you ever wonder that what the inception is of that question does the carpet match the drapes like what guy and it obviously was a guy uh, yeah Ask that. What what, what asshole? Asked I feel that like it could have been like a, an example of parallel thought. I could see many men asking this at one time. Right. Um. What 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 was his thing for asking? I mean, why do men even talk? No. Um. <laughs> why do why do men well, talk? You know, I don't know. They, he wanted to know, and they, you know, it is curious. Right. You know, we have hair in such weird, like it's random. It's like. Right. I know it's not random. The eyebrows have something to do with keeping dust out of our eyes. I understand the evolutionary effect of hair to some extent, but it's like, in the end, we've ended up as, as the humans we are now, the homo sapiens we are now, whereas like we started off with hair all over, but then the places it decided to stay do seem very random now. Yeah. You know, it's just here. It's just here. It's there. It's in, you know, it's just here. Like it's patchy. Yeah. It's here on that. Like it's just, uh, it, it's 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 inquisitive it, it is it's something to think about it's mm-hmm. just like huh why it's not any deeper than that i think they just want to know like does it match like not everything has this deep you know it's like oh okay 
fantastic. You didn't think he had an agenda and he really actually didn't want to know and want something else outside of that question? Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, now it's, it's a pickup line. I didn't even think of that because I'm so not thinking like this guy. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he wanted to see, yeah, if he could. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Okay, moving on. Don't you have hot topics for us? Yeah, on to comedy news. Okay, is that okay? Because I you sent me an email. I did send you an email. I saw the link. I looked at nothing else. That's great. That's okay, fine. But the email said what? That we have these stories we've for this podcast. Yeah, well, these stories then I'm gonna actually start with one that isn't on there because oh, it broke like an hour ago. Is it Chloe and Tristan? No. Okay, Are they doing on. comedy or something? No, they broke up again because he was caught in an infidelity scandal again. Ugh, great. Great. Anyway. So. No, it's uh, Z-Way got renewed for season two on Showtime. Oh, amazing. Yes, that's fantastic. Mazel yes. tov. Yeah, she, it was, um, yeah, her, her first season wrapped, I think, like two weeks ago. Nice. And uh, I think it was only six episodes, which, you know, I mean, I, I understand, but also just knowing how funny Z-Way is and like how she sort of ascended into her Showtime show, I'm like, you should have given her at least 10. I think though they did such a good job because I think, it, I believe it was all done in COVID. Yeah. And, and so they like, like got it out the door. Days. Yeah. Yeah. They like got it out the door. They figured it out. Um, we watched a bunch of it. Really cool. I mean, what's his name? Andrew Yang's favorite subway station mm -hmm. being Union Station. I actually think about once a day. I cannot get over that. Yeah. I was it that or 34th Herald Square? It could have even been Herald Square. No, it was Union Station. Like I mm -hmm. try and even make it better somehow. Not right. that Herald Square would be better, but. And it wouldn't be, but right. you, but I, I. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I don't know why Andrew Yang continues to agree to do these interviews. It's he, wild. It's so wild. I, um, he was on Patriot Act when that was the thing with Hassan Minhaj. And like, there's, it's clearly like he went through some PR firm and they tried to like, oh, you're going to do this cool hip show. Oh, I see. Like, like do, the, do right. these things, but he still fucked it up. It's because people wanted to be with him it seems like we were like okay okay and he just won't and that's fine he's 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 saying who he is and whatever and we need to know that he loves right. unionization it is what it is like you <laughs> like the voters need to need need to make informed decisions yes and he's helping us do that and right. i do respect that you know he right. could easily not say such idiotic things such <laughs> unpopular things if he wants to be popular but he doesn't and I right. actually respect that about him. So right. muzzle talk to Z-Way in the show, um, yeah. just doing what she does best, which has been exposing. Um, all and, and not even just by their own volition. She'll just have them on. She's asking simple questions. Yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, is, I didn't realize that this is a news, again, could have read more of the email, you but this have. is a news comedy podcast it is That's okay why. so the news stories that you sent me are all to do in the business yeah oh Fantastic. i mean yeah 
Fantastic. So, so far, so good. Mazel mm -hmm. tov to Z-Way. Um, obvious, you know, so uh, I think, and I think the second season, now that the shit is really open, like we can't mm -hmm. even really imagine the fact that they did that with like such right. a limited way of doing anything. Right. Um, I'm happy. And, and they snagged some, um, un, you know, obviously the first episode with Fran and yeah. I mean, just crazy guests and then utilizing the New York scene. And it was just a good fucking time Absolutely. as we expected from it. Yeah. And she did an original song, like a music video yeah, for literally. every episode. I thought it was just going to be one. No, it's so crazy. I didn't even know that they did that only in two weeks. That is, um, that until is you told me. really, really wild. So shout out to that. I cannot wait for the second season, which is actually going to be 12 episodes. And they're nice. Going. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, because they, now they can do a real season. So they can do a real season. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that. And uh, I think Z-Way is only getting started. Um, next story. Uh, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert and Ted Lasso are the first comedy winners for this year's Peabody Awards. Nice. What are the shows again? Uh, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Okay. And, and Ted Lasso. Okay, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh huh. And Ted Lasso. I've I've seen Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Um, doing Throughout various quarantine things. or just in general. No, just in general. I'm okay. familiar of the show. Sure. Um, would be open to being a guest, Stephen, if you're listening. Oh, you should most certainly be a guest on. The okay, show. fantastic. Which you know, if you're still doing comedy spots, that sort of thing, I know. Solid show. Yep. Good. I saw John Stewart actually on. So I thought I was mixing him up. Do people do this out there? I was mixing him up with John Stewart. Uh -huh. And then I realized why I was mixing him up with John Stewart was because John Stewart was on his Fakak the fucking show two right. days ago. Right. Or something like this. Or maybe. Yeah, last absolutely. Week. No, because Steve, I don't even know. Stephen just started recording his show back at the Ed Sullivan Theater with an okay. audience. Um, and he, you know, that was the first time in uh, several months that he did that. And John was there. Fantastic. So that is wonderful for them. Mazel tov on the Peabody. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds extremely classy mm -hmm. and um, world renowned. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I have not. <laughs> I'd be curious about your take, but you don't have to watch it. What's I it about? So it's not too dissimilar from like the movie Major League in that oh. um, this owner of a English football slash soccer team in the UK hires uh, an American football coach um, to coach or manage their team as a way to um, get revenge at their ex-husband uh, because she he cheated on her and they got divorced and she ended up getting the team in the divorce. Fantastic. Yeah. I love this story. This story reminds me. Okay, so, because uh, I was chatting you while you were telling me this. Uh-huh. Because you asked about my show before we started recording. Right. And we talked about saving most of it for the show, but I'm also happy to announce the show here and you can do that later or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This Ted Lasso thing is reminding me of, so I was, I was chatting you that whilst right. 
trying to listen to this Ted Lasso thing. So I'm going to say it back to you and you tell me if I got it right. Okay. Okay. The guy is married. Mm-hmm. Then the guy is divorced. The guy who's married owns some type of ball team. Mm-hmm. Baseball related? <laughs> uh-huh. Baseball? Is it? No, I'm no, no. I was referencing a movie that was about baseball, but it is not baseball related. Okay, so what is the team? Hockey. The, t- the team is a soccer team in the in the UK. Soccer in the UK, and the wife they divorce, and the wife got the got, got the, the team. Got yeah. the team. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I love that. And so we're following Ted, not the wife. We're following Ted, played by Jason Sudeikis. People, yes. comedians love this show. They say it's like a breath of fresh air because Jason Sudeikis's character Ted is so upbeat and positive, um, and they really love that for this time. I Ooh. don't like the show, and I had to think about that a lot because so many people who I love and respect are like, "It's so great! It's, isn't it so good?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Uh, I project my father onto Ted, and that's why I don't like the show. Your father got uh, gave a team to your mother or something. No, he's just very positive in the face of like uh, things just being terrible. Is that about, that sounds fantastic. It sounds fantastic, but there can come a point at which like, now you're just denying reality and stop doing that, please. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. So most people I know or that I come from mm-hmm. are extremely negative in the face of negative signs. Like right. it's, it's even worse, you know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's even worse than it needs to be. Right. Ted Lasso, I have seen a billboard or two. They right. seem to be doing very well. They are. Uh, Mazel tov to Ted Lasso and the entire team and crew over there. What show would you want to give a Peabody Award to? What do you, okay, so again, let's let's take it back. Let's, let's mm-hmm. rewind a bit. The Peabody Award, mm-hmm. this is for which award show? I mean, it's for like, for the Peabody's. Fantastic. But it's not like, you know how the Oscars are given about given out by the Academy of Motion, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Okay. And the Emmys are the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. The Peabody's are actually given out by a university. Good for them. Is this the Peabody University? No, I believe it's Georgetown. I got a Oh, good for them. Yeah, no, it's like a prestigious award. I mean, it's about storytelling through media that that it's recognizing excellence of storytelling and media so um often there are tv shows that get recognized but you know it, excellence in journalism podcasting. yeah i mean there's a million shows i'm not rattling off last minute shows right. and then after this going i forgot this i forgot this i forgot this right you know flea bag and everything else that i would want to see and and probably has already won all these things so right, i'm not right. going to be listing there's a million amazing shows yeah um tv is now like music you know i Mm -hmm. think it was like this thing that like in the beginning of like you know maybe in the beginning of tv but not in the even in the beginning of tv but like tv before even streaming or tv you know whatever was like a few channels and a few shows and and so you like this show you like oh i see your chat now (laughs) <laughs> I agree. Fantastic. I hope are the chats recorded as well? No, they're not. I mean, I can't do anything if they are. It is what it is. You guys see our chats. So um now, you know, like music was always like there was like a million dot like if you like punk rock, 
Mm-hmm. A million, you know, you could get into punk rock. If you mm-hmm. like pop, you can get into pop. If you like right. jazz, you can get into jazz. If you like classical, you can get into classical. Mm-hmm. TV gets to have genres now too. It always had genres, but it only had a few in each. Now there's right. like, it's like a plethora. You'd a like, plethora. There are collections of TV now. Yeah. And they all are blending. And, you know, it used to be like, if it is a half hour, it is a comedy. If it is an yeah. hour, it is a drama. That's not yep. even true anymore. No, nothing is true. We've, we've, we've done TV well enough now that we can break some of the rules. It's not like, you know, some comics get out there and they think they're Louis CK or something like this. They have no, you know, they're coming out, they're talking with, they have no anything, but it's because people like Louis RIP and whoever else, Mm -hmm. um, they got so good at comedy. They knew all the rules to, and they could break the rules. Right. The TV now knows all the rules and we can break the rules. You know, we're at that right. point in our TV evolution where, it, you know, we're being sophisticated about it. We're being intentional about a lot of these things. Um, right. And it's, 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 it's a really, it can be an experimental medium just like any other medium yeah. now in art. So it's yeah. really cool. And it always has been, I'm not saying anything new, but it just feels more so if you want to take, um, those chances you want to do those experiments you can yeah on a bigger platform i would say than other times like if you look at the like atlanta for instance atlanta sets up its own rules and then breaks them and then does something different another episode and like oh you know we were kind of following a narrative but now we're not so and it's all yeah exactly exactly um And, and that is exciting and and he's coming like, like, especially Atlanta is coming from a place like this guy knows how to write TV for mm-hmm. any, you know what I mean? He knows exactly right. what he's doing. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, they know they're just doing whatever. They're doing whatever in the most finessed, sophisticated way. They know exactly what they're doing. And the arcs might not be as in your face. You know, everything is done subtly, right. you know, um, and, and, and really like, you know, it's just, yeah, right. it's really sophisticated stuff. Um, if you look at it like that. Absolutely. Uh, I think the final news story I want to go over is that um, this week on TBS, Conan O'Brien is uh, having his talk show in every iteration that it has ever been um, coming to a close whether it's been uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, or now at TBS for the last several years, Conan, um, he is going to uh, wrap it up and take a bit of a break and then come up with something new that is explicitly not a talk show on HBO Max. Um, What do you think it's going to be? I think it's his talk show. I think he's just going to do more sketches. I understand. I think it's going to be more of like Andre Dubouchet and Dan Cronin doing the dumbest things they can think of. You don't think it's going to be like him and Sona and... Well, I think that, yeah, it'll be him and Sona, but like it won't be him like interviewing like talk celebrities. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like a fourth iteration of Conan. We'll see. I mean, truly... If it's I... him, if it's non-scripted, right. short of it being my show... right. Uh, it to me will feel like Conan and by the way power to him right I wonder if he's still going to be wearing those jean jackets though I do I, wonder that switch who did that mm-hmm. 
it was a clear move. Like you're going to be wearing a jean jacket and a shirt and a tie under every single thing. Sometimes a bandana. In fact, right. Right. I don't know if that was a him thing. If anybody over there wants to have me on and I don't blame you if you don't. Right. But you know, you guys can reference. I actually was the unofficial sixth queer eye. A lot of people do not know this. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. I was the unofficial sixth queer eye. Me and Anthony, who's mm -hmm. the hottest queer eye, got together. We made up our talent booker, mm -hmm. Patrick Kotner on the Chris Gethard show. And by the way, he looks, you know, it. my fashion advice, don't take, like, you're looking at me now, you're going, there's no way. But I actually have my finger on the pulse with men's fashion. You do. I really, really do. And we did a lot of this over the show this past year, but you don't take it from me. You can check out me as the sixth queer eye mm -hmm. on the Gethard show. It's on YouTube somewhere. Me and Anthony, we do our talent booker who needed a lot of help. Conan <laughs> doesn't even need a lot of Conan's a great looking man. Right. I just wonder who put him in the little jackets right. with the tie every, like this was him being just more casual. But I think, I think you was... can be casual in a suit. You can be casual on a t-shirt. Casual almost has nothing to do. It's just more of how you wear it. Right. And, and I couldn't quite, there was something feeling like, oh, this is like a contrived way to feel casual or, right. or with it or something. I get that. I feel like it was a move that was, you know, like they don't want him to wear a suit while he's like shooting these sort of, covid era episodes they want to like mark that as something that's different i understand especially when they have like an audience of cardboard cutouts uh eight of which are like um kevin hart yeah and um you know i don't think conan wanted to like be in rehearsal wear all the time so i think it was like a, something in between where he'd wear a button down and a tie and then have a jean jacket um you and know, I think it was before COVID though. Like this was, this was the look. Really? This was the look for this new uh, TBS iteration of Conan. Yes. I feel like he wore a suit still for most nights on TBS, but I will say Let's this. Let's go back and look because I need to know. And uh -huh. by the way, do not come at me. Okay. <laughs> We would, if this was a woman host, you don't think when Joan Rivers had her show, God knows when, we were every, what she was wearing. Okay, mm -hmm. so Conan, you're eight feet tall. You're a good looking man. We're talking about your jean jackets. It's not yes. the worst thing that ever happened. Right. No, I remember writing about the specific late night host wear when the Pete Holmes show was on because Pete started doing that almost exact look where, where there's like one or two big pieces that are casual and then it would be like a tie and a button down and right sneakers. or he would wear a jean jacket with some like right. you know um shiny leather shoes uh like there would always be a mix of stuff and i that was struck me as very intentional just like as you're seeing the paradigm of late night being upended you know with Jesus and Mero, z -way, yes it's Sam J with pause, like, oh, yeah, we're throwing all the format out of the window. So we're not paying any homage to what, you know, Steve Allen did in the 50s. Right. We're, we're going to. All right. There's no desk. We're just going to have these two seats and we're going to wear the most decked out streetwear or Z-Way. She's I think oh, wow. as she put it. 
Black Elwoods. That's what she ascertains to in a lot of the episodes. It's yeah. just like pink power suits. And bingo. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. It's like intentional and, it, and it's the right fit for those, like the people you, and then so Conan, all I'm suggesting, one day with me. You want to do more sketches? You want to do more remotes? Yeah. Okay. Cowardly not to have me on, I would, I would argue at this point. I and agree. I bet with your name, we could get Anthony back. <laughs> Cotner and him have since had a falling out. So it's best not to go through Cotner. We'll go through you and your people and Sona on the phone. And we will get the queer eyes, meet the six queer eye. And we will figure out a new look for this HBO Max thing you're doing, okay? And, and I think you're going to be very happy. If, if you got to do a remote with Conan in yeah. like a place as he is want to do, uh, where would you want to go? We could go to my brother Shmuley's house. I bet that would be so fun. Yeah, he's in Calgary. By the way, he has a spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. He just showed it to me the other day. He gave me a tour. He put a TV in it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and he has the type of lines that go up and down like that. Like if you stop it here, it stops. Right. You know, um, we could go there. So show him a little bit of Canada, a little bit of Calgary. We could go visit my mother in Regina, Saskatchewan. They could pronounce it Regina. Mm -hmm. They could. It's they spelled could. the same. Right. But they, they, they insist on Regina. And if you go to Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada, and you make the joke, which you have to make, yep. that it rhymes with vagina, mm -hmm. they literally take it like they're like, and it's like, but you have to make, I, I can't live in a world. Yeah. We can't make this joke. Yeah. That's in a whole, there's low hanging fruit. And then there's that. That's like, and you have to, yeah, that's the one you have to do. That's like all, you know, all, you know, uh, yeah, what she said or, or whatever it is, it's, it's, it's as innocuous as anything. So when you're there and you make the joke, it falls flat, but it's like obviously the best joke to make there. Right. Anyway, um, so we could go there. We could go wherever he wants. Yeah. I mean, I'm always in the mood for like a great sandwich. Mm -hmm. um, he could come here. To your you know? apartment? Yeah, like sometimes when I'm waiting for the laundry to be done, like- right. I could have a conversation with him. Yeah, that'd be great. I think, honestly, if he's going to have guests on his HBO Max show, I think that would be what it is. It's just like remotes in various places. Well, I know you're going to pull this together, Jake, and we're going to get him a look. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you have a big club. Like, you know, I could pick from anywhere. We don't know where I'll be picking from. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, scarf or two. We have no clue. We have no clue. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm more than, more than happy. Thank you. To help. help out. Um, but we shall see when that happens uh, after Conan wraps up this week. Uh, Fantastic. He's still, still taping at Largo. Um, he is, uh, I think it, I, I, maybe that's a Largo thing, the jean jacket and a tie. I think it was always, guys, shout out in the comments. I don't even know if this gets comics, where this is going. I've looked into nothing. Right. <laughs> but if it started with this TBS thing, I wouldn't be surprised because I remember noting it. Mm -hmm. You know, because there was one show before TBS where he had a huge moon behind him. Right. I found this so distracting because Conan's the guy, like, 
why are we putting this huge moon to compete with his huge head? It made no <laughs> sense to me. Right. And I know they have people on the job who know what they're doing. I don't know the consensus of the moon. Right. How many people yes that? And it's it's this big next to his head. Oh, yeah. Like, do you remember? It is, guys, this big. Yeah. And his head's this big. It's not nothing. Yeah, he makes just let his head speak for itself. Mm -hmm. We don't have to distract. He's bringing you ahead. Yeah, he is good there. We don't need another one. Right. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Conan thought it was ridiculous and then kept it anyway. I mean, I think that's part of what I love about Conan O'Brien is just his sheer dedication to irreverence, even if it's almost at the expense of the show. Like he will let a sketch or a joke bomb and then just make fun of it and no other late night host really does that i love that he'll be like and we'll be revisiting this piece <laughs> you know he'll then revisit i i appreciate that because i was known in the room mm-hmm. i am known for when i pitch and i love the pitch right you know some pitches will get on the wall some you know not if right. i still love if i love the pitch even if it's on the wall i'm still pitching it right and they're like it's on the wall <laughs> like we're down with you you don't have to keep going and I'm like, and then we could do, I'm like, season three of this pitch is this, this, that, <laughs> you know, or, or pitches that we legally can't do, but they love. Like if it gets like, right. I literally will start investigating with the lawyers. I'm like, so what's our workaround here? Like, oh like God. what's our, like, so, okay, we can't break it in or what can we do? Like what, right. <laughs> what is possible to do? I need like a solution. I need us to be looking outside of the box. Oh my gosh. You know? Can this be like a live show of some sort where like comics go up in between you pitching the same idea over and over? The, well, this is, a, if you worked with me in a room, this also might, this might be your actual Ask Nicole Dressful. If you guys are out there, mm-hmm. reach out to her and ask her uh, what it was like. Some days probably felt exactly like what you just pitched there. Right. <laughs> um, that's, that, that's great. But um, yeah, I... Conan, I, I remember he uh, had Eddie Pepitone in a sketch and Eddie was in the audience yeah, as a plant and I then he like Eddie died. So and then Conan so didn't cut to commercial to see how long Eddie would just stay dead. And they get the camera on him. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think any I of the Jimmys or Seth Myers would do that. I don't know, but they're different. You know, I they're also, different. I'm so like, not like comparing like, this one, because that that room, that's like when girls came out and they were like, it's no sex in the city. It's like, it's fucking great. So mm. is sex in the city. Right. Like we tended to compare girl things so much. Sure. Like there couldn't be two girl things right. in, the, in the ether. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I feel. Like late night is too many boys. I right. will agree. Right. Um, but I don't need to then like do the whole thing where it's like this one. They're, they're doing... Some of them aren't doing two different things, you know, I guess. But, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't even have the energy. Like mm-hmm. this, there, these people are doing this, this is doing this. Everybody's doing their thing. It is what it is. Yeah. Times for everyone. And you're doing your own thing. which is so exciting. I mean, you say you, you, you've been writing on things you were getting, but there's your own thing right. that uh, just was announced 
Uh, Rivka being developed at Showtime with A24. Yes. Please uh, tell us anything that you can tell us. This it's is not exciting. nothing. I'll say that. I mean, it's very exciting. Um, you know, inspired a lot by my life. Um, and and also will bring a lot of new ideas to the table. Right. Um, so I'm really excited to integrate, you know, just my perspective into a show. Right. Which is like, it's jumping in time, right? You as a child in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, right? And you now. Yes. So we're going to be setting one part of it in Crown Heights um, and one part of it more in a contemporary world right now. Um, and we'll see, you know, we'll kind of fill in the rest. Mm -hmm. So really, really exciting stuff. I mean, we both saw the announcement the same time it came out. So I'm as excited as everybody is. I've gotten some free merch already from this. Really? Um, I have a water. Listen, I, I happen to have an A24 water bottle. I have a candle. Oh, yeah. I have, you know, there's some perks. There's some perks. So it's been really, really fun um, and really creative. And I think it was like, it took this year to really, it being a personal project too. I've never written as personally. Again, like you said, I'm used to writing on other shows. And right. for me, people ask me, like, well, do I like working on other shows? Do I like working on my own show? I like both. I mean, to me, it's, 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 it's a different medium. Writing on somebody else's show, like when I'm pitching ideas at Gethard or whatever, I'm trying to make his show the best show it can be. Um, I'm also not married to anything. You know, right. I'm like pitching, you know, whatever he loves. He, uh, great. You know, um, if he's got to fight the network for it because it's illegal or whatever it is, it's just not my problem. I leave at six. I, it's just it's just not my problem. I don't give a shit. Right. Until you take show, over. I show. think about things, you know, I'm, I'm a little more like bird's eye view. I think about tone. I think about how I want to show things, how I want to create things, how I want to make things. Um, so it's just a little more personal. They're two separate jobs completely. Right. Um, so it's interesting to go from working on so many other shows, um, having that, um, experience and getting to, and, and now getting to break out and do my own show is just a fucking dream, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's been really good and, and it being so personal, I think COVID being like quite like, you know, it's, it's really opened me up, like getting a chance to put a lot of this stuff in a show. Right. has been really interesting because I'm not always the most personal, you know, um, but, but I think it'll be a bit of a, a mix of both. So it's been really cool to have the space and the time to delve deep right. um, and create this show. Are you delving deep alone or just a couple people? How's that working? Yeah, right now I'm, you know, I will, I'll keep you posted along the way. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, I'll keep you posted along the way. Right now, the team is still, um, we're still getting, you know, but um, but I've just been writing, you know, I have a lot of this stuff. It, it was really a lot of organizing and um, it was really, you know, for me, it's like, I have a lot of what I want to say, but how do I want to say things? How do I want to show things? Um, what is the show? What is me? Um, and just creating an amalgamation of, again, like me breaking out of this box and right. getting to, to make this show. So yeah. that's what it's felt like. It's just felt like it's all just come together so naturally 
in a way that's been surprising. Like it's pouring out of me and it's just been really, really a great experience to have that time and get to do that. Like I get to just like pour out all these pages, send them, send more, you know, like just so, um, but I'll keep you posted as we go. It's been a really cool experience so far. That's great. And I'm really, really excited for that. It's, it's interesting that you said that like you, it's like a, I mean, it is a very personal project and you, but you said, you know, you feel like you don't get into writing so much personal stuff, but I feel like there is, when you're on stage doing stand-up, it's so, I feel like whether it's even just an observation or not, it feels so personal coming from you in like such a great way. Right. You know what? That's interesting because people, because I always feel like, oh, am I that personal? Mm-hmm. You know, meanwhile, I just talked about one of my labia being a quarter inch longer than the other. It's pretty fucking personal. Right. You know? But I never take it. I never take it as personal. Yeah. But when I hear like, I'm basically a guy, except for the fact that I'm gay, I'm a guy like that's yeah. very personal. Yeah. Yeah. I basically am not. So basically, I realized recently, like, like with pride, like I'm not even gay. Yeah. Like I am gay. Mm-hmm. Right. But really, like, because I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, dykes get offended. Like, who's who's the guy in the relationship? It's me. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I've been really owning that. Like, I'm the guy in the relationship. So basically, it's like I date me. You know, I'm like one like this. And then the girls I date are like the girl. Right. And so you have one girl, you have one like me. So it's like one and one again. And so we're back right. to square one. Right. You know, so basically the only gay thing about me is that I'm gay. But other than that, I'm not even gay. I live a very heteronormative lifestyle. I mean, the gayest thing about me is that I'm gay. And it's also the only gay thing about me. Yep. And Um, that, but obviously that's true. See, I don't know. I say these things like that's why when you ask me this big question about the show, I actually have no answers. I'm like, it's been, you know, and we're doing this and we're doing that, you know, and I'm not personal. I don't know if I'm personal or not. The show will just, come out um everybody else will be the judge of of all that stuff um but yeah i've heard your response to before like even if i'm talking about lemons or talking about socks it somehow feels so personal my perspective on socks is so insane and personal to how i view society that it all does come out in the sock right it really does. I mean, I think that's just a testament to you being in tune with your comedic voice, your voice in general, period, uh, that you just exude your your true essence in like everything that you do. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what? I think it's something like I didn't know. Like I, I heard coming up in stand up that people are finding their voice. Right. And I didn't really understand that. Like right. for me, A, I was told, oh, your voice, right. which to me has just been my voice. And I mean that both like audibly and also my perspective. Right. Um, I think I mostly shied from my voice probably in high school when I wanted to fit in. And mm-hmm. I was like in Canada and I've like, my voice was actually like, foreign for that you know it was like it had this jewish twang and whatever else and it's like i didn't want to even though i went to a jewish school it was less jew you know anyway so then i was at home and so there was this like balance of how we sounded at home versus how i sounded at school and i probably and i wanted to sound really feminine i think like the mm-hmm. biggest thing was like this like even though i didn't even know i was i didn't know i was gay till i was gay so that's the other thing i wasn't since four you know but 
there was this thing of like I, I I knew like I had to like feminize to some extent or like sound less like I did I, I can't explain it so then when I was like coming out and just getting to be more me again and and now as every year goes on I'm trying you try and you know being the most you is the best part of life you know and you have to find that and I get that um but it was in standup was like a freeing thing like that, where I was like, I could be like the most of anything, you know, almost. So um, I just leaned in, but I didn't know that you had to look for that. Right. You know, I thought you had to look for material. Right. But all my material, all material through my, my voice became brand new. Even if I was just talking about something somebody had talked about. Right. For some reason, it being through my voice. Mm-hmm. was like oh we never heard it like that before so right. that's been um you know in the beginning it was a cool discovery and then it became something that like I could just enjoy yeah and that's great that you that was your starting point because uh what I've noticed in all my years of watching comedy a lot of people start out doing an impression uh whether they're conscious of it or not of like their favorite comedians Mm. ostensibly like what they think is funny rather than coming from a place of like what do I what do I find funny from me right and for me stand-up I've always said that it's like stand-up's the one thing so unlike writing on shows or things like that where it's like a lot more collaborative where I want like the collaboration because I want like a fat free script or something like that I think you know people going back and forth the pinball effect or the notes process can really trim right Years, you know, and, and for that type of storytelling really works. For stand-up, I don't care what anybody thinks. My stand-up, I'm like the god of my own stand-up. What I say goes, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, we are king. Like if I think it's funny, it's that's it goes. Yeah. It makes it to the stage. That yeah. is the only thing I have ever ever listened to. If I think it's funny, it will be funny. I, I don't yeah. know why. It's just because I you can genuinely tell. Right that I believe, or, you know, it's like, right. I have, why do I have a 12 minute opinion on, on men in polka dot socks? Because I do, this is a passion of mine. It's <laughs> coming to an end. Men thinking that wearing jazzy socks gives them a personality. I mean, these are things mm-hmm. that I'm as passionate about pride. You know, it's like, right. there's not like what, there's no prioritizing. There's yeah. no like, Oh, pride. And this, I'm like, well, the socks is up here too. We right. must end this. Mm-hmm. so um yeah I love that you asked me big questions I have no I'm like kind of meandering I, I don't have like it's okay and then you're like well you are personal I'm like I guess you, people know what my labia looks like now so it is what it is <laughs> it's what it is I mean it just comes through different ways it's, it's not necessarily like you advertising I am very personal I get in deep but like right. that's just who you are or even I like when you were talking about styling, I, I just thought of those green boots you wore at Dynasty oh. one time. They were the best. I still have them. I wear them. I buy almost no things, Jake. Do you know this about me? You've, I do you've, know this you've, about you've, you. you've mentioned. So I grew up in a house of complete chaos and clutter, mm-hmm. and I have none of that now. Oh, then, um, this is part of why your room is like this. Yeah, it probably has something to do. But I also only keep things. And this is before Mary Kondo. Do not come at me. I am also a huge fan. Of mm-hmm. course, we right. watched. We all watched. Yeah. I didn't read the book. So how big of, listen, we watched. 
Yeah, we watched. But before Mary Kondo, even I was keeping a limited things that I really wear, things that I really love. And that way I don't give myself a hard time. I don't buy a tremendous amount, but if I really love something, I do buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's served me well. Like I have, yeah. I buy things to last that sort of thing. I like, you know, quality over quantity, mm-hmm. um, which is just, it's a harder shift because you have to, to some extent you have to be more, you have to have self-control because everything is trying to sell you something at every point in time. Oh yeah. Um, and so I just keep, you know, I look at what I need, what I really love, not that somebody told me to love something or not that somebody that I saw, you know, I, you know, I fall victim to it sometimes, you know, but because I don't generally just, I'm not like shopping till I drop when I do love something, I tend to just do it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, not everyone gets to that place or it takes them a long time, but it, yeah. it's, when, when you get there, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Yeah, exactly. And, and the boots, the green boots, you'll see them again out, but you, you know, maybe, yes. yeah. So Jake, you'll tell, like, if you're at a show mm-hmm. and you know, you're coming to see one of my shows, let me know. I'll wear them for you. We'll have such a good time. The set will be oh. that much better. That will be amazing. I will definitely let you know. And I, I will, and it, it will happen soon because I love watching you do stand up. So thank much. you so much. I can't wait. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of shows the end of July here. Oh, um, like local stuff or are you like headlining? Yeah. Here? Okay. No, I, I'm like the shows that are opening back up. Right. Um, I'm doing my first headline weekends away in September. But okay. before that, even like some of the regular shows are coming back in LA. Um, you know, I'm at some of the clubs, so it's like really picking up again. And it's been so fun. Um, and I do think some of the outdoor shows can still stick around. I mean, you're out to show we're in LA. I don't know why they weren't like, I guess it's not like for stand up. you want the small roof, the everything, but they haven't, they've been fun. I don't yeah. care for the animals, the dogs, the show. Leave yeah. your dogs with a sitter, tie them to a fence. I don't go fuck what you're doing with these dogs. Do not bring them. I don't need to be. I'm on stage, Jake. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe talking about something personal. Yeah. And I need your dog mm-hmm. coming at me. Right. It's not like I hate dogs, but it's like, let me get to know the dog. I don't like to be jumped and harassed by a dog. Yeah. Like, people just think like now, like their dogs can just run amok. It's like, when I was younger, it was like socially acceptable. If you went to somebody's house and they had a big dog, you'd say, by the way, I really don't want to be, I'm small. I don't right. want to be really jumped on by this dog. Could right. you put the dog in a room until it calms down? And people yeah. will do this. Now it's like people open the door. It's like a Doberman comes right. at you. I'm on the floor. <laughs> I could lose yeah. an eye. Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention a dog at a show is just like people love dogs as a general sort of broad concept. It's hard for your stand-up to compete, anybody's stand-up to compete against and a dog. And it's not hard for my stand-up to compete with your dog, okay? I will annihilate <laughs> your dog. And if it's not a cute dog, good luck to you because most dogs are not very cute when they're grown. A mm. lot of them are, 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 some of them are really aging and mm. they're not holding up the way that they used to. And I will point out and roast your dog if I need to. Dogs are not above mm-hmm. What, what what I'm going to be doing. That could be a fun show. You roasting people's dogs. Oh, you, you know, well, rape people's dog. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that reminds me. So uh, I, I just uh, was reminded of this the other day, a fun thing that I 
learned that you wrote on is uh, that Brazzers roast. Yes, I wrote I, for all these porn stars. I didn't know that you wrote, wrote, I know you were on the show, but I didn't know you wrote. I wasn't wrote. even on the show. I wrote the show for the strippers. Oh yeah? How did you find this out? Uh, I was at a show and Lisa Traeger mentioned it. Right, oh, shout out to Lisa, so fucking funny. So, um, so. Yes, so I was writing, Lisa was on the show, there was a couple of comedians on the show and they called me and they asked me if I would write for these porn stars, which okay. were, they were amazing. They were so, so funny, a lot of them themselves. And right. we wrote like, they all had like things they wanted us to talk about. I helped them like craft these sets. We wrote amazing jokes. We were supposed to write, this was the big secret for Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. Stormy Daniels was like the headline gig. So right. we got a bunch of money to write for her. And then she got maybe arrested. Like, I don't even know what happened. Was but this something like 2018, like, right? Like 20. Like she was like something subpoena. She had to give a testimony. It was some like actual political involvement in some type of trial or a case where she had to give her her honest testimony about something. And so, and it was that night, like up until that night, I think we thought she was like, it was all fine. And then it wasn't fine. Like the day of, it was like the news was, I don't know what she had to do. So it was so crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, We also wrote for a male stripper. Right. I mean, he said some shit is all I know. Uh, <laughs> I cannot be, first of all, held accountable for that show if it's recorded anywhere. Okay. Right. I'm not liable for any of the kinds, anything that was said or done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the, the back watching, you know, you can only do so much. You send them out with the goods. Yep. If they go rogue, go rogue. <laughs> they go rogue. I yeah, yeah. know the guy is nine feet tall. He's jacked like, what am I going to tell them after the show? <laughs> so um, wild. Yeah. Wild gig. Sometimes yeah. you pick up whatever is going on, um, it, but it, I got a Brazzers hat and I have a Brazzers subscription premium. I don't wow. know how to log into it. I don't know if they sent me a, like, I know that somewhere in my email, mm-hmm. if you can figure out how to get it and don't dox my email. Right. But if I give you the email, uh-huh. if I find it, whoever can log in using this information mm-hmm. gets it. Wow. I wasn't. Yeah, I, I remember there was like some login issue, but I don't know right. what it was. If you if you take over Gethard show again and you should, oh. uh, you don't want to do it anymore. No, but yeah, go on. I agree with you that I, these are things I have to do. Right. Uh, that should be a game on the show. Uh, just like live in-person audience. So like you can prevent doxing as much as you can and just like, yeah, who can just break in and cause they sent me a code. They were right. like, this is good for life. Here's the link. And then it's like, it didn't, maybe I just put the code in wrong. It's very, it's very <laughs> possible. Yeah, I literally just like put the code in right. wrong now that I'm thinking of it. I mean, either I way like, oh. that goes, that could be a very fun game. I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, we'll be doing the live Robbie Hoffman experience, the live Robbie Hoffman show again, um, for sure. I mean, I don't know if the lyrics going to open again or what their deal is. At one point, yeah, I got I an email yeah. that, that, that we weren't getting. We give these deposits for these shows. I think it was like 300 bucks. At one point, we got an email that you're not getting your deposit back because we spent the deposit. I'm like, hello, <laughs> guys, just don't even say that, even if that's what happened. 
Yeah. We have we must have some decorum. <laughs> there must be, but we will be doing you're still my venue of choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, get it together, Lyric. We're back with you. You know I pack it in. Oh yeah. You've seen these shows. We got people on the floor. We got people in the rafters. Yep. You know, and and it's a really, really good time. So such a great time. And I love that some of you, I would say about half the guests aren't even comedians. You have like real estate agents. Yes, we are here to learn. My friend Caitlin was a realtor. Mm-hmm. Why not have a couple property listings? Maybe you're sitting in the audience. Right. You don't know about these listings. She's bringing in three unmarketed listings. Yeah. One, one of which was down the street when we could have walked in. Actually, what post show we yes, did all go see. We it. did what we went to her commercial uh, real estate listing and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It looked very, you know, good for a business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're here to inform um, and really, you know, so yeah, we'll be back at some point. Watch out for us. If the lyric gets it together sooner than later, we'll be back sooner than later. I'm ha- open to other venues. I haven't called. Right. Um, it's nice to know that the, the the Largo is doing, you know, maybe I can call them and say, I know you just did Conan. What about this Meshigas show? What right. about this for you? I um, mean, I do know that there's no official schedule that they have officially posted, but they are going to be back. Largo. Okay. Yeah, I assume everybody's going to be back. So we'll be back too. Right. Um, and I'm already back. You know, you guys can catch me doing stand up all over the city. I will only be posting my stories day of. Uh, mm. This is the most, this is the best I've gotten with it. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I want to give advance warning. I sometimes will put a list of shows on my thing. Sometimes right. I don't do that. Right. Okay. Sometimes I do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't. The good news is the day of, at any point in the day, it could be two hours before, it could be earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. I will show you where I am. Um, and, and I'm going to uh, be doing more weekends away and that sort of thing. Um, and, and yeah. And in the meantime, oh, you guys could watch my YouTube. They mm-hmm. finally put my Just for Laughs special. Yeah. Which was stuck in Canada for a long time. Right. And then they streamed it on YouTube, right? Yeah. So now it's on YouTube. You can find my Just for Laughs hour. It's called I'm Nervous. Mm-hmm. They called me six weeks before. They said, how would you like to do an hour? just for laughs and i was nervous and then we got it together that's great um jake you're frozen but you're frozen in such a sweet smiling you're like <laughs> i see it i see it can you hear me yeah i can hear you perfectly yeah and like and it's I, such I a nice thumbnail it's like <laughs> yeah wow well let me do it well it's still frozen like that but i'm glad you can hear me um Oh, Where, okay. So it, it's I am Robbie Hoffman on Twitter, right? I am Robbie Hoffman on Twitter. There is and a Robbie Instagram. Hoffman somewhere with 30 followers who won't give me the handle. So it's I am Robbie Hoffman on Twitter, Instagram, Robbie Hoffman. Mm-hmm. I post an occasional nude. It's not nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting I mean, away with so I, I know Robbie isn't giving perhaps the most notice, but Robbie is a worthy follow. So just, and like an actual, you check in, you see what is happening. Yeah, where the shows are, exactly. what's going Posting on, everything there. Yep, absolutely. Um, it is always so great to spend time with you and catch up. Uh, and I'm so excited for the this Showtime sh- show and uh, everything else that you're doing. It's, I mean, in the spirit of things coming back, 
yeah, you're one of the things that I uh, am very excited is back. Well, thank you. I'm matching your face now because that's very sweet to say. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for having me on. I will see you guys all out there. Thank you. Right, right. Is there anything else you would like to plug? No, I did all my plugs. Now I was doing my nice thank you and out. Okay. All right. I'm going to do my plugs really quick. Is that okay? Yes. Plug okay. away. All right. Uh, I The Comedy Bureau, you can find at thecomedybureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau across socials. You can find me, Jay Kroger, on Instagram at Not the Supermarket and at MFJ Kroger on Twitter. Uh, there are a lot of great causes to support this time. I would ask if uh, you support those, but if you have money and generosity after that, please support the Comedy Bureau because it's been run by me for over sure. a decade. True. Uh, yeah, and my face is still frozen like that. Uh, is there a final thing you want to say as we sign off? You know, I hope you all have a, a blessed day. A blessed day. And as I like to say at the end of every episode, comedy is still happening and you should go support live comedy um and as the great brody stevens would say oh. enjoy it the comedy bureau field report is recorded produced and edited by jake kroger music by brian Grineo. our work by andrew delman and kt and part of the believe podcast family Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.